The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I'm Mike Hayes. And this is, this is Cooley Region Cooks, that's what this is. My guest is already in the kitchen, already setting up, already talking with guests who come in to say, hey, is your guest bringing, she is, can I have some? Yes, you may, it's up here, help yourself. I mean, you can dig it out of the bag, but you can help yourself from the plate, if you'd prefer. Alice, don't call me Taylor, tell tell them I'm done being the queen of the world, 75th Alice in Dairyland Schaefer. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. You don't even look tired or anything. No, I'm not tired. I thought you'd be shorter and all wrinkled and all <laughs> pooped out and ready to hand that wrinkled up, busted. You dropped it a couple of times, crown over to the next, the 76th, Alice. It's been good? It has been. It's been an incredible year. I cannot believe it's almost done, but I am certainly really looking forward to capping off my year with June Dairy Month. So yeah. I think it's going to be a really busy month. and. Be running all over the state, but I'm really looking forward to I guess. To uh, do we already have something set up to, uh, for next month? We will. Oh, we will. We don't up. yet? Okay. All right, cool. Uh, well, we can do that before you leave if you want yeah, to. Yeah, sounds great. Because, you know, we're here, mm-hmm. and what the heck. So you've been busy as can be even before uh, June Dairy Month. Mm-hmm. I have. What do you do when we're not celebrating specifically dairy products? Well, I actually have about three different categories that I say I divide my job oh. into. So the first is industry tours, and that is when I visit farms or agribusinesses and really learn from the people at the heart of Wisconsin's agriculture industry. So that is one of my favorite things that I get to do pretty much every single week. I'll have at least one or two tours around the state somewhere. So that's been a really fun piece of my job. What do they tell you? I mean, what do they want you to help them with? When you go to an agricultural facility and they're looking at uh, this beautiful young Alice in Dairyland, she's the cheese lady. I want to tell her about my agriculture, my problems getting shipments and my equipment and my whatever. they, They get down and dirty and realize, hey, this... This girl knows her stuff. I can really tell her some stuff. Well, they usually just tell me a little bit more about their business, yeah. and specifically in the last couple of years, maybe just some of the struggles that they face with the pandemic and everything like that. But really what I've been hearing from farmers recently is they're so excited for what's to come really? with their business. Cool. What's to come? Well, it's I'm going to get excited, too. <laughs> I love dairy. A lot of people are actually experiencing generational changes right now. So passing over their business or their farm to the next generation and their families, so that has been so cool to see and learn about, especially on our dairy farms. Yeah, yeah, no next kidding. Generation of well, people. let's hope, like crazy, that that doesn't appear as some, sadly, skewed statistic. Now, family farms are being sold left and right. A million family farms every minute. I can't believe it. I got a call from a guy once that said, I just heard that stupid story. Just so you know, my dad's family farm was sold to me. I'm his son. Mm-hmm. So he sold the farm. That part of the statistic is true. It's still a family farm. Mm-hmm. Now I run the deal, and he works part-time for me. So, you know, I think that's really important that the statistic recognize that uh, family farms aren't being sold to uh, some China conglomerate. They're still owned and operated. 
Absolutely. by uh, families in Wisconsin for the most part. Do you know the percentage of family farms in Wisconsin? Uh, no. Uh, big. I I, I, <laughs> oh, really? You oh, better. I do, you know, yeah. 80%? So, no, more than that. 97.5%. It's 95%, 95. of dairy farms yeah. owned by families in Wisconsin. I knew it was way over 50. Yep. I guess and that's farms best. in general, so everything included, dairy, horseradish, cranberries, everything like that, 97%. 97%. Family farms of any kind. Family agriculture mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, 97% is family-owned. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So the scary statistics that some want you to believe are incorrect. Correct. Or at least they're scare tech. I'm sure there's some truth in there. They just take this little tiny tidbit mm-hmm. of truth, make that the headline, and scare people. You just have to look at it from the positive side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm positive that I'm sh- I am confident among other things, that God invented cows because of people like me mm-hmm. who like every aspect of a cow from birth to beyond. Mm-hmm. I eat them, I drink them, I wear them, I love them, cows. They're awesome. They're stinky. But, uh, <laughs> when I, I lived in upstate New York many, 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 many years ago and thought it would be cool to live right across the street from upstate New York's largest dairy farm, mm-hmm. big mistake. See, I like the smell. It reminds me of home. I really like the smell. Yeah, well, and the issue that I had was that when the wind blows the right direction, the smell, you get used to, it's like living above a bakery. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon you don't smell homemade bread, Mm -hmm. just your friends. However, the flies follow the smell. Mm. And uh, every screen door, uh, the the one nice thing about living in in Kansas uh, was that the screen door business was booming. Because no one has a hole in their screen mm-hmm. in Kansas because you can't let any flies in your house or a million get in there. Yeah. That's the only thing. You've got to knock on the door, scare the flies away, and then get in the house right away. Mm-hmm. Close the door because flies, flies and the aroma. You, just, you get used to the aroma. You're right. But uh, yeah. the flies, they were killer. Hated them. And black walnuts were also yeah. super popular in, uh, in upstate Kansas. Hmm. I never had a black walnut pear pie. If anybody ever said, my my family grows black walnut trees, and I got this pear pie recipe, and I combine the two, you want a bite? Say yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Black walnut pear. It's a pear pie that just has black walnuts oh. on top and, you know, in the crust and stuff. Very so good. We have one of those trees in our backyard at you home. Do. Farm. Yes. You do? You do? Try that. I do. Yeah. Oh, you got to tell. Who's the baker in your family? Oh, not me. <laughs> well, that's, you're busy. I, you know, you probably would be if you could be. Yeah. Who bakes? Well, my, gra- my grandma does, Yeah. but she's not on the farm with us. She lives, oh. obviously, all over by herself. But, oh, but does she live I, in the neighborhood someplace? Yeah, somewhere So close. you could pick a bushel of black walnuts, bring them, bring them well, and you know what? The farmer, we rented one of his uh, houses on the property, mm-hmm. and he or his wife would say, we're spreading out the uh, black walnuts on the driveway. Please don't be afraid, and don't scoop them out of the way. Run over them with your car. For about a week, that takes the outer shell off. Oh. I'll come back and get them in 10 days or so, and then they'll just be the inner yep. shell, mm-hmm. and then the meat inside. Yeah. And we crack them in, and I'll come back and, and give you some black walnut meat, nut meat. Oh. I had no idea that they, so yeah, it's super easy. Otherwise, it's a pain in the butt to try and peel the uh, outer, the green, mm-hmm. soft, gooey shell off a of black walnut, and mm-hmm. uh, then the hard shell on the inside, then the nut meat, and uh, she brought over a, bu- a big box of of uh, black walnut meat, 
and a pear pie. Oh. And uh, I lost the recipe. So I'm I sure could, you could find one online. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, ask your grandma. She's probably yeah, a fabulous baker, having <laughs> done it since forever. Yep, she's a fabulous cook and a fabulous Here's, here's some black walnuts, mm-hmm. uh, and here's a recipe I printed out for you. Yeah. Uh, it, it uses Crisco instead of, uh, what's the, uh, what was the old-fashioned, uh, not, not suet, what, uh, a lard. 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 Man, I know the old recipe said lard. I couldn't find any lard, Grandma. But uh, here's, you know, you can use Crisco or whatever, you know, in the crust. Oh. That'll be fun. Really tasty. Interesting. Only a good baker can make it really good. I'll have to try it. Give it a shot. Grandma will be thrilled. (gasps) I haven't made one of those in so long. (laughs) Thank you. You're my new favorite granddaughter. I love you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So So you've been traveling all the various, not just farms, all the agricultural uh, industries throughout the state. How many are there? How many how many stops have you made? Oh my gosh, a lot. Hundreds. Hundreds. Thousands. I would say hundreds? probably nearing a thousand. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Between between events, tours, school visits, media interviews, well over a thousand. Is the industry flexible enough to roll with whatever the issue is? If it's a supply chain thing, or mm-hmm. you know, I have a I have a he's become a good friend. I've never met his face. But I talked with Mitch Fenske, who is a Mindoro uh, farmer, mm-hmm. and he has he has beef cattle and uh, and and crops mm-hmm. that he and I talked with him. I interviewed someone about the uh, the beef industry, and he called and said, "I don't know what that guy's talking about, but he hasn't lived on a farm for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You want the real deal, Mike? Yeah." So once a month, I talk with him about what's really going on mm. on the farm, and it's fascinating yeah. to me that uh, and he's self-sustaining he grows all of his own stuff for his uh for his herd he's got a get the number like 90 uh cows they have babies they're they're done having babies now mm-hmm. he keeps a few and sells a few and yep. butchers a few and uh you know so the, the herd is always turning over a little bit uh they make enough money to be uh, to be farmers mm-hmm. and he's happy as can be yeah and he's <laughs> i laugh i tease him about it so your boots muddy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I've been, uh, been out working. Yeah, just making sure that uh, you're not sitting around sloughing. Yeah. You can't do that in January, can you? No, no. I got to get all the equipment ready to go. Yeah. I just figured, like teachers, people make that mistake. Well, you got all summer off. You don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Farmers, you don't do anything all winter. Oh yeah, wrong. Oh, yeah. We just do it in the cold, <laughs> yeah. not in the sun. That's Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, even on holidays, farmers are always working. When you're not visiting an industry uh, representative, you're going to a, a dairy days and mm-hmm. cheese days and other other kind of fun events. Are those fun for you? They are a lot of fun. So I've actually gone to quite a few events for the very first time this year. So really? Whether that was a fair, a festival, or even a dairy breakfast. I'll have a lot of those in my future in the next couple of weeks. I'll but bet. two of the ones that absolutely blew me away, and I actually have plans to go back the next time they happen. Really? Monroe Cheese Days and the Warren's Cranberry Festival. Oh, yeah. Those were two that were absolute highlights for I've my I've been to the Warren's Cranberry Festival once many years ago. Amazing. Never been to the Monroe Cheese that only happens every other year. Oh. So it happens on an even year, and this is the first time, I think, in four years they were able to host it because oh, 2020 it was canceled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's basically this weekend-long celebration of cheese and Swiss heritage. So they have cows walking around the square. They have all these different foods that you can try, new cheeses, cheesemakers everywhere. It was yeah. so fun. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed that I didn't know anything about it. Well, you'll have to go in 2024. I'll That's watch here. for it. Yeah, I'll watch for it. That'll be because, yeah. you know, like I said, cows, me, 
Yeah. Do I look like I've said no thank you to a piece of cheese? <laughs> Never. I said Never. yes to every single piece of cheese that weekend. What's your favorite? Oh, I don't have a favorite. I yeah. love them all. I, you know, I do too. I think my I do have a favorite, but I do love them all. I have not had a cheese. I have a least favorite, but I do not have a cheese that I would say no thank you. What's your least favorite? Least favorite is Limburger. Have you ever paired it the right way, though? Because Probably Limburger, not. if you pair it correctly, is actually pretty good. Well, and I didn't have it uh, when I, I didn't. I just tasted it oh, on the, the end of a toothpick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what you have to do with Limburger, I like it cold, but if you like those really rich flavors, leave it so it's room temperature. Room temp, so yeah, we yeah. say cheese is best Isn't all, room Yeah, yeah. All cheese is best room temp. Yeah. yeah. The Limburger is so strong, though, that I think it's personally a little bit better when it's cold. Oh. So if you get a little piece of rye bread... You stick the yeah. Limburger cheese on top, yeah. raw onions, and oh. then a coarse ground mustard. Oh. Really, really good. Limburger really sandwich. Okay. Yeah, it is a Limburger sandwich. I would, I would try that. Mm-hmm. I would try that. I, I really enjoy that. Limburger on its own, I would eat it, but it's not my favorite thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Sharp, extra sharp, OMG sharp cheddar. That's my personal favorite. With the crystals? Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. In fact, the very first time I saw those was many, many years ago. I thought, oh, man, somebody dipped this in salt. What is all this? You know, I thought the same thing Did the you? first time I had a really oh, sharp cheddar. Well, I was, salt all I thought over that it. they just put salt grains inside of in the cheese. The, yeah. That's what I thought Isn't it was. Crazy? I had no idea. And then the more I tried cheeses, especially this year, because I've tried so many different kinds of cheeses this year, <laughs> just trying that and, like, seeing the crystals. It's hard to not notice. Man, there's a lot of people who put salt in their cheese. What's the deal? i got to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, you don't have, if you had a preference, I know it's not your favorite, you big cheese ball. Uh, <laughs> if you had a preference, if all the cheeses in Wisconsin are available, which one are you going to grab first? Oh, boy. So I would say some of my favorites are Gouda. I love all kinds of Gouda. Marika Gouda is actually what I brought for you today. Oh, so oh. to try that one out. So I brought a Marika Gouda. This is the aged Gouda. And then this is a Greek-flavored Gouda. Greek? I love Gouda. Flavored Gouda. Oh, Greg, are you listening? Greek Gouda. (laughs) I have a friend who owns a Greek restaurant. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a Greek Gouda. But otherwise, I love Gouda, but I also really love Bellavitano from Sartori. Oh, that's Bellavitano is an alpine-style cheddar. Right. When they make that cheddar in a bunch of different flavors, flavors. yeah. The garlic and herb one is actually relatively new, so that's the green label, and that one is amazing. That one's one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I like to, Does anybody in Wisconsin make feta cheese? Oh, yeah. So Klondike Cheese Company is where I did one of my cheese tours last fall, and that really? was actually during Monroe Cheese Days. It's down in Monroe, and that facility is beautiful. When I tell you that I was standing in front of a vat of feta that was the size <laughs> of a semi-trailer, really? I'm not kidding. Wow. So they make feta, and it's branded under Odyssey. So if you ever see okay. Odyssey in the grocery store, they have Odyssey yogurt fan. products. Yeah. They also yeah. have the feta, so you can okay. find their feta, too. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll look for it. I like that. It's very feta good. Feta cheese. I would try that. I would try that. Uh, uh, once again, Greek feta is... I love feta. What, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do, too. I love it. All right, got to do a little business. Otherwise, I'll just fall into a cheese coma here if I don't take a quick break. We will be right back, Allison, Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer, uh, Cooley Region Cooking. We'll talk a little about, well, you know, cheese when we come back. I wonder, is is the fine larger if you pass a, a farm, if you pass a tractor on a double yellow, is that worse than passing a, you know, a slow-moving car truck? I don't know either. Or uh, uh, Amish, we have a lot of Amish uh, buggies. Uh, 
uh, if you got out into Coon Valley and so forth. I don't know if the fine is larger, but uh, you know anybody that's in that big a hurry should go move to Washington D.C. and be important. Uh, oh, thanks. Did you make any for anyone else? <laughs> uh, oh, chocolate. I hate chocolate with crackers. Chocolate and crackers and cheese. Oh my. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I saw a recipe yesterday for a blueberry cheddar uh, uh, grilled cheese. And a blueberry, I, I have made blueberry cheddar pancakes, or what they were waffles. Mm-hmm. I've made those before, but blueberry cheddar grilled cheese sandwich. Did I ever tell you about the grilled cheese championship that I went to? No. So that was an event down in Dodgeville. It's held every year, and this year was a big anniversary for them. But yeah. basically, all of these different chefs, so whether they're kids that just like to cook at home, professional chefs or people that coin them as a chef, really? they come in and they put on display all these different kinds of grilled cheese. So they're under a time constraint. They have to cook right in front of the judges. I was able to be a judge that day. You were? Oh, that's so I cool. so full. But I tried <laughs> the most amazing grilled cheeses I have ever had. And really? one of my favorites was actually a dessert grilled cheese. So they coined it the Wisconsin Dessert Grilled Cheese. That was the name. And it was using cranberries, cherries, Wisconsin butter, and then I think they used a the Havarti cheese. It was oh. a really melty cheese that they yum. put on top. It was really good. Yum, yum, yum. That was one of my favorites. I learned, somebody taught me this. In fact, I even spoke this morning with uh, with a chef who was joined me with uh, Ideas Memorial Weekend uh, recipes. And one of the things that she suggested was mayonnaise. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, not, not to completely replace, but... Uh, uh, with butter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I, I told her, I... I learned a long time ago that if you put mayonnaise on your grilled cheese or panini before you smush it, it doesn't stick to the grilled cheese. It doesn't stick to the pan or, in my case, the panini maker as much as butter might, and changes the flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, a mayonnaise and some freshly shaved Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. and then bread, and then cheese, and whatever's going on yep. inside. It makes it really crispy on oh, the outside yeah. too, so it almost cracks. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yum. She suggested, I've never done this before, mayonnaise on a steak or on a burger. Also, so it releases from the grill, but wait till you taste a ribeye that you smeared with a very thin, you know, don't don't coat, don't paint it with mayonnaise, but a thin coat. Uh, mayonnaise is a dairy product, isn't it? It's actually made from eggs, so it's not well, technically. Oh, I guess dairy's not a, I mean, egg isn't a dairy. It's poultry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cows don't lay eggs, do they? No, so that's a chicken. All right, so never mind. You're off the hook. <laughs> I was going to tell you all about my love of mayonnaise, but that's chickens. I'll wait till the chicken lady comes okay. in for Cooley Region Cooks. I don't even know if there is one. I can't even get the beef lady to come over and talk to me. They changed. Uh, I think the old beef lady told the new beef lady, if you get a call or an email from a guy named Mike Hayes, just ignore it. He's crazy. He's got this cooking show, and I have not had... Uh, the Beef Council, mm-hmm. Wisconsin Beef Council, has not been on. They are very cool busy right cooks now. In it's years. May beef month. I got a year. The program runs every Thursday, you okay. know, for a year. If you talk to anybody before you bug yeah, out of town, I'll let them know. Let them know. I, I got this guy. He's got an hour-long radio program. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the universe with a mouth listens, mm-hmm. and you should talk to him. Yeah. Because the beef is a pretty important product in Wisconsin. It is. Yeah. That's what I've been told mm-hmm. by everybody except the Beef Council. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, right. I grew up on a beef farm. You did? Mm-hmm. Really? I did. Cool. Southern Wisconsin, complete opposite side of the state. <clears throat> I did not realize until I moved to Wisconsin 
as a full-grown, almost old adult, how many different kinds of beef cattle there are. Yeah. <clears throat> and I know you see black and white ones, you see black ones, you see brown and white ones. A little cough. <clears throat> I got a little piece of cheese in the back of my throat. I, I just figured they were, you know, that, that they were different cows because they came from different moms. I didn't realize that they're completely different cows, and their milk is different, and their beef would be, everything about them, including the color of them, is different. I didn't know that. Fed, but also we can do that with genetics too, right? Really? So if you have a higher quality calf, you're going to get higher quality products. It's the same with dairy well, products Well, that makes too. sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I know that the uh, Japanese feed their cows, some cows, they sh- champagne and filet mignon and blah, blah. And then their Kobe beef is $8,000 an ounce mm-hmm. uh, because they massage them. And, I, you know, I'm not getting that crazy. Mm-hmm. Wayu is actually expanding a lot is in it? Wisconsin. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few growers that are... I do, honestly, I do look for it, although I'll be honest, I bought uh, uh, half or I bought, I guess I ended up with three quarters of a an Iowa cow. Mm. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Right. You're still supporting Wisconsin farmers, or uh, not Wisconsin farmers, but American the farmers. The region, yeah. Yeah. It was a Iowa. I didn't know that till after he was delivering it. That's cool. <laughs> where, is it, where are you from? I'm from Iowa. That's oh. the best way to get beef, though. Going to a grower and oh, buying yeah. it directly from them and not from the grocery right. store. Because you can actually fill up your entire freezer and just and buy it all at once and then have it. So if you want to have a roast one night, you have it in your freezer. Right. That's a great way to do Except it. That's you have what to we think about it. Uh, you have to have a roast tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Because right now downstairs, it's rock hard. Well, you can actually put frozen roast into a crock pot. Yeah, but you still can't eat it till tomorrow. Well, if you start it in the morning and you put it on low, low and slow all day, you, it'll cook. What are you, Alice in Dairyland <laughs> or something? You got all these answers. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I'm teasing. All right, little business, little news, a little more Cooley Region cooking with Alice in Dairyland. Taylor Schaefer on her last. What? When are you done? July fourth. July fourth. My last day. So Ashley will start July fifth. Cool. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you already know who the next Yes, you were selected is? two weeks ago down oh. in Lake Geneva. Geez, I figured for sure she'd be selected sometime in June. No, so June is such a busy month. We yeah. always have the finals in May. And we also have our host county for next year, which is super exciting, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, we'll talk about all of that and eat some cheese when we come back. The good stuff's on the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I did not. you got to share that with everybody else, too, that uh, it's not a matter of snooty dairy farmers or cheese makers, it's a matter of of what people look for, the quality of a wedge of cheese versus a brick mm-hmm. of cheese. Because everyone is familiar with go to the store and buy, because my family loves uh, uh, Colby Jack. Mm-hmm. So I buy a big brick. It's rectangular. It's about an inch thick. It lasts 10 days or so in my house because everybody eats it. Uh, but that's not as highly sought after as a wedge of the same cheese. Mm-hmm. And that, so why is that? Tell me. It's a little bit different. It's based on what these cheeses can be used for, right? So Colby Jack is more popular for either cutting into squares or even melting on things. Sure. It melts very well. Yep. So when you look at cheeses like that, the cheddars, the Colby's, those are mostly in a square or a brick. 
Okay. But if we have Well, even our, medium cheddar. Yep, that one's also in there, too. In a brick, yeah. Yep. But when we get into, like, the artisan cheeses and then all of those specialty cheeses, which Wisconsin okay. actually makes a lot of lot. those cheeses. We really win a good lot ones of too. awards for those cheeses, too. So these are the ones you're going to commonly see in that little wedge form. So those are ones that you want to cut into triangles. You want to serve them on a cheese board, really put them on display, and celebrate yeah. all of the awards and all of the amazingness of those cheeses. Sometimes I don't want to tell people what it is. Wow, what's this one? I don't want to tell you. Just try it, because if I tell you it's blueberry cheddar, you're going to say, ew, mm -hmm. that sounds weird. I'm not even going to try it. Well, then I learned a long time ago, good, because I'll eat yours, you yeah. doofus. Uh, but, uh, man, oh, man, mm -hmm. you got to try them all. My brother, so before I started as Alice, my brother was very set on the cheeses he would eat. He was, really? He was a cheddar guy, and that was it. No age, no nothing. Mild cheddar. No, it, really? Mm -hmm. Just mild cheddar? Mild no. cheddar. How old is he, cheddar. or was he? Well, he's 20. <laughs> so, really? Oh, so he's not so even he's a very, kid. I know, but he's very, very set in his ways, Super right? Picky. He, he keeps eating the same things he ate as a kid, and he's just too afraid to branch out because maybe he tried something he doesn't necessarily love. But as you age, your taste buds change. Yes, they do. So the things that you like to eat are very different. So I started bringing him home all these different kinds of cheeses, and they were actually the ones that I have on the plate here for you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves them. Really? Yeah, he loves them. So even he... Did you have to fool him into trying it, or did he actually just... Well, I brought it home, and I was like, oh, this is a, it's an aged Gouda. I know that you haven't had a lot of Goudas before, but you should try it. He kind of raised his nose, and he's like, yeah. okay. So yeah. he tried it on a cracker. The whole yeah. thing was gone. He really? ate the whole wedge. I was a small wedge, but he ate the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And then you find different ways to make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done that. I was talking this morning with uh, with uh, Jamie Gwynn, the, the chef in residence. We were talking about things you do on the grill and uh, and vegetables and so forth that mm -hmm. you cook on the grill. And I've I've roasted salad in a you know in a screen thing yeah. so it doesn't fall through the grates. Mm -hmm. Tomatoes and peppers and lettuce and mm -hmm. so forth roasted. Uh, on on the grill, and then set that, and then sprinkle uh, a a uh, not uh, not gouda uh, uh, feta. I couldn't think of it. I, I was thinking Greek, Greek feta feta cheese. Sprinkle that on top. Uh, really really tasty and completely different flavor mm -hmm. because you've just roasted all the vegetables and they changed a little smoky flavor. Yep. And feta cheese tastes different. Nobody likes it or blue cheese. I love blue. Cheese. I do too. I Danish blue. That. One of my favorite salads ever uh, is made by a, a deli up in uh, St. Paul, Cassetta's. Makes a tortellini salad. Ooh. And it's, I think it's awesome, but it has two really scary ingredients in it for a lot of people. Blue cheese and prosciutto, which is aged. It's, it's ham. It's ham. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of blue cheese. Well, I, I learned a very long time ago... That just because you had a piece of blue cheese doesn't mean you know what blue cheese tastes like. Mm -hmm. Because just as you've mentioned a minute ago, there's a hundred different kinds of cheddar. Mm -hmm. And so I had cheddar. I don't like it. It's like saying I had a sip of wine. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. One sip and you don't like wine? Yeah. It's, uh, what are you? Are you Alice's brother? <laughs> it's like saying I had a sip of beer and I don't like it we got to try this all, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm all over the different flavors. Yeah, and you really have to branch out with all these different kinds of cheese because every cheesemaker is different. Everyone will make their cheese differently, so, of course, it's going to taste different. Yeah. But the best thing that you can do in the grocery store if you are shopping for cheese is to look for Wisconsin cheese. And you oh, can actually find always. all of them with that Proudly Wisconsin cheese or right. Proudly Wisconsin cheese. The big red Wisconsin 
So it's like a it's a blue and yellow badge right there. Oh, oh, there, yeah. It's usually right on the front of the packaging, and if you're looking at a wedge, it might be a little bit smaller on that ingredient list too. But that's just a really great way to not only support our state's dairy farmers and cheesemakers, yeah. but also make sure that you are buying Wisconsin cheese that has won somebody so else. And I've orders. seen that that uh, that badge mm-hmm. on lots of cheese, but maybe it's I don't know Bucky Badger cheese or yep. somebody's cheese has a uh, an emblem of the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It's red, and it's on the label of somebody's cheese. Mm-hmm. And so I look for that sometimes, too. Yep. That's a great way, too. But if you can't find those labels, oh, if no. all else fails, look on the back, and you can either see where okay. it was manufactured, or if you're looking at a milk jug, you can also look just below the best buy date and look for the number 55. So you can track all oh, of your 55. milk down. Basically to the square mile. I did not know mm-hmm. that. If you go to whereismymilkfrom.com, you can type in that whole set of numbers. It tells you exactly where that milk was made. Really? Mm-hmm. Like what farm? Well, it'll tell like you Joe and where Linda's it was bottled. Dairy farm? It'll tell you oh. where it was bottled. And then if you find well, where it was if bottled, it, you if could it's bottled, from it's there. pretty close to where it was, mm-hmm. where the cows live, right? Yep, absolutely. They don't, they don't put it in that big silver tank and drive it 100 mm-hmm. miles away. No, it's going to be within a couple miles. Close. Yeah. That's, so it's a really, really fun way to see yeah, where your milk cool. is from, but 55 is just Wisconsin's assigned number. So that doesn't mean that we're 55th in milk production. Every state is assigned alphabetically. So the first two so numbers. So W is way at the bottom of the list. Yeah, way at the w. bottom, yeah. So we're the second to last one, yeah. So. That's why <laughs> Albany's at top and Wisconsin's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. It, well, and I, I learned a bunch of this stuff when uh, a politician who's retired a million years ago uh, was all set to get on the dairy uh, board in, in Washington, D.C., a dairy council. Uh, and uh, he didn't, but I was trying to learn a bunch about dairy stuff because mm-hmm. he was going to make Wisconsin even more famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't realize how uh, short-changed Wisconsin is than uh, New York, for instance, or California because they, at the time, were, were more important. Not bigger producers, mm-hmm. uh, but just more California's bigger state. They, mm-hmm. they push the envelope. They're snotty. And, uh, and so I thought, you, you dirty dogs are costing Wisconsin dairy farmers money. So I'm never buying your product. I will go without. I will drink a glass of water or eat a piece of, I don't know what, not cheese. I'll eat some bacon mm-hmm. from Iowa way before I would eat way before I would eat uh, cheese from California. Mm-hmm. You also have to consider here, too, that whole campaign they had, Happy Cows Come From California. Yeah. Happy Cows Come From Wisconsin, too. Yes, they do. And cows love Wisconsin because of our climate. The temperature is literally perfect for these animals. We also have so much land in Wisconsin that is dedicated to agriculture that they can have forages that really fit them the best based on their point in life, whether yeah. they're a cow, a calf, even a heifer, things right. like that. There are so many different things that our farmers have been doing over the last many, many years and the things that they're looking forward to in the future in terms of research and really just having not only a celebration of our dairy industry, but also making sure that these right. cows are... Well, and out. 95, did you say 95% of the mm-hmm. dairy farms in the state of Wisconsin are family-owned. Family mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. I dare say the numbers nowhere near that in California. Mm-hmm. You might talk me into eating a piece of New York cheddar because mm-hmm. uh, white cheddar sometimes is served by some people. You know, when you're into a football game and it's the Packers versus the Jets mm-hmm. and the guy who's hosting the party used to live in Buffalo, he's going to serve some New York cheddar. Mm-hmm. I'll eat a piece of that, but I'll remark 
Packers are better, and so is our cheese. And so is our cheese. And so is our cheese. <laughs> Any guesses how much cheese we make in Wisconsin? How many varieties? What do you think? How many varieties of cheese made in Wisconsin? Uh, 212. 600. 600? 600 varieties types of cheese. I didn't even know there was that kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we make over Jesus. 600. Jesus, how many cheeses aren't made in Wisconsin? Not I bet that many. list is really small. Mozzarella has actually one of my favorite stories of how it came to Wisconsin. Oh, save that. Let me take care of a little business. <laughs> Because I'm sure it's a long, a, a wonderful story, but I don't want to. Uh, we'll be right back. Alice in Dairyland with the story of mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time. But we'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11 on WIZM, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Will you be able to, when, when you go back home, I'm sure you gave up your apartment since you only lived there five minutes <laughs> a, a week. So uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you grow up? Uh, come July 5th, you'll be unemployed. Mm-hmm. Go back home and say, I love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Got to go. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I do have a few weeks with Ashley to help transition. Oh, so okay. our 76 Alice begins, just like you mentioned, on July 5th. And she's from Poinette, Wisconsin, which is just north of Madison. She was involved in 4-H and FFA from was a very she? young age. She's cool. an amazing, amazing young lady. Just graduated from Minnesota. She graduated from Minnesota the day she was selected as Alice. Really? So I'm That's really cool. excited to see you her. You didn't hold time. that against her, huh, Minnesota? Well, she, she did tell me that if she wasn't selected as Alice, she was going to go to grad school at Ohio State. Oh, So that oh, was geez. two of the ones. It was kind of a joke. Oh, I don't buddy. hold that against her. <laughs> we got her before she was really spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but she's cool. amazing. She's going to be a phenomenal Alice. So I'll have a few weeks with her to help transition her into the role, and then once my contract is done in the middle of July, I'm planning to just take some time to spend with my family and friends. Yeah. I mean, but you don't have a you don't have irons in the fire or a direction you want to go. You didn't talk to somebody over the last year I have. who said, "Hey, you know, you should give me a call and maybe we can find a spot for you when you come back." Mm-hmm. I have, you did? so okay. I definitely I don't, want you don't to need stay. To out <laughs> that I wasn't going to ask you to get specific yeah. or anything. I want to stay in Wisconsin yeah. dairy, yeah. specifically in cheese. In so cheese. we'll see where that takes me. Yeah. Did you meet any young, handsome uh, cheese farmers when you were <laughs> cheesemakers? Cheesemakers, I mean. Cheese I met farmers. a lot of a lot cheese of cheesemakers this year. Did you? <laughs> yeah, a lot of. Cheese well, that's good. You covered your bases really well there. Mm-hmm. I met a lot, Mike. Yeah, they, were, they weren't all young, but they all have sons. So you know, they all make really good cheese. They all make really good cheese. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin cheese is outstanding mm-hmm. stuff. All right, so you're going to stay in cheese, and so then you're not going to be a cheese a cheese farmer, a dairy. Farm, you're going to stay in an office and and promote cheese, or what kind of cheese job would you like to have? I don't know. We'll see. I, I would you know so like, much. You're really flexible, aren't you? I would really like to help connect producers to consumers. I oh. think sharing that story, just like Alice does, is the, what I yeah. enjoy most about this. Job. Well, if you when that, I shouldn't say if because I'm sure it will uh, fall into place just the way uh, you want it to. Mm-hmm. When that happens, and you're looking for a way to get a hold of. Western Wisconsin cheese eaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's only uh, uh, a few thousand people every day and listening to this program right now, way more than a few thousand. Mm-hmm. So we can talk to them all at once. Yeah. Because I, I am all, I'm 100% serious when I say Wisconsin cheese is so important mm-hmm. uh, and, and so much better. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Sick Man, I got a lot of cheese to eat there <laughs> to try. I got to I've I've been to the uh, the competition down in Madison yeah. every two years or every is it three years? I've been only been down there every once. other year. Every other year, every okay, other every year. two years. Uh, a couple of no, else more than a couple uh, years ago, I got a chance to get on there and that was really fun. Oh yeah, 
So that one is actually the one that celebrates the entire the world. world. Yeah, but Wisconsin continuously, whether it's the USA competition on the off year or it's the World Champion Cheese Contest, yeah. Wisconsin wins more awards than any other Anybody. place, country, yeah. or state. Yeah. Anything in the world, Wisconsin wins more awards. Well, and a couple of years ago, uh, because I get the, I, I sometimes I speak to people on the grounds. You're there. What's going on? Uh, for a live update. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, Wisconsin won more awards across the board than all the other uh, countries and states did individually combined. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so they re- you know, really have your stuff together. Well, we actually have a program for all of our cheesemakers. So you do have to have a license in order to make cheese in Wisconsin, and it's not that way everywhere. We also are one of two places in the entire world. Well, you world. have to have a license to sell it. Mm-hmm. Right, but not to make it. So you right. actually have to go to I school. I see that on YouTube all the time. Hey, yeah. you want to make your own Parmesan? You want to make your own uh, whatever cheese? Here's how to do it real easy. Get a nylon stocking, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. all the different steps. So you do have to go to school in order to make it for people to eat. Cool. No. So you have to go yeah. to school, you have to yeah. have a license, and we're one of two places in the entire world that has that master cheesemaker program. Oh, cool. And that and takes about 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are a master of cheese at that point. So you basically will focus on a certain cheese. So let's say I love feta, and I make the most feta. That's what I do with most of my time as a cheesemaker. Uh-huh. I am going to enter that master cheesemaker program for feta after I have at least 10 to 15 years of experience. So it takes really, a lot. you're going to take ten years to get it, experience. You, you have to have at least then, at least. Oh, there's years. a minimum. Mm-hmm. You can't even enter the program right out of school. You got to yeah. have ten years experience, and then you can mm-hmm. try to be a master. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to be a master. I mean, you, I have, guess. To go, you have to go through the whole minimum. interview process. They ask wow. you all these questions. You have to know literally everything. So these people are the best in the business. So they don't even. You're, they're not just watching you make cheese and say, "Yeah, that guy knows his stuff. Let's stamp his book and." Mm-mm. Get out of here. No, it's like a whole training. Science program. and all mm-hmm. the rest of that. All wow. the science, all the chemistry. How ma- I wonder how many of them know all the science and the chemistry but would much prefer to just go back out in the barn and make cheese. Hmm. Now that I'm a master cheesemaker, you guys get out of the way. Uh, you can go in the office and file paperwork. I'm making cheese. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Yeah. Invent some new flavors. What's your craziest flavor cheese you ever had? Oh, my goodness. The craziest flavor yeah. cheese I have ever had. That's a really great question. I, I've tried a lot of fruit with cheese, and I actually really like fruit with cheese. I do. So if I, I really like cranberry cheese a lot, and if cheese doesn't have cranberries in it, sometimes I'll eat craisins or I'll have, like, the dried cherries and then, cherries and then yeah. pop some cheese, yeah. Right. 